Um, and so I think for, for any company, if, if you've got a strong mission, a strong vision for how you want to impact the world, and employees that can be engaged and, and really want to and are passionate about helping um, accomplish that mission, then I, I think you've got a chance to make a big difference. And, um, and maybe that's part of leadership, trying to line up some of these things so they can fit into place. But in the end, it's all the people, the team together that are delivering on those things. You are listening to The Real Leaders Podcast, your number one source for impact leaders harnessing capitalism to sustain the planet, people, and profits. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and that message was from Jamin Arvig, the founder of Tier One Water. And on today's episode, I asked Jamin what his initial message to employees was amongst the news of a new pandemic, how they are adapting, and the importance of a strong mission. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for the real Jamin Arvig. Enjoy. All right, let's do it. All right, let's get going. Here we go. In five, four, three, two, and one. And welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards. Joining us today is Jamin Arvig, the founder of Tier One Water. Jamin, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Well, it's interesting we have a guest like you on the show right now. I mean, uh, amidst all everything that's really going on right now with the COVID-19 uh, and making sure employees are staying safe and, and water is clean and making sure people are staying healthy, uh, we just want to get some little insights today about what you're dealing with and hopefully we can help some others today, Jamin. So the first question we have for you today is maybe give our audience a little bit of a background about what Tier 1 Water is and kind of your backstory. Sure. Tier 1 Water has been around uh, for almost 20 years now, actually, predominantly selling through the e-commerce channels. And uh, the, the model has changed over the years to provide more and more solutions to customers to help with their water problems. Uh, so we've, we've uh, really seen some amazing growth. So we sell millions of units of filters every year and uh, help a lot of people. So it's, it's uh, great to be able to make a difference in a product that, that really can impact people. So obviously you're, you're designing these filters, you're manufacturing them, you got to distribute them everywhere. When something like this pandemic hits, what, what first went through your mind and how do you react to something like this? Well, I, I think no one really has known what will happen next. And so I can't claim that I knew, I think they, what, what uh, goes through through my mind is, you know, trying to figure out what will happen and how we plan for it and trying to anticipate the things that maybe we can't even fully anticipate. So in our case, um, the, the water need has been growing anyway, even without COVID, but with COVID, um, this, the need for our solutions have increased dramatically, interestingly. And so for us, it turned out that the, the demand, um, uh, issue was was how do we how, it, it was it was so high that uh, we needed to help supply more. So the constraint was more on the supply than the demand. So approximately how many employees are we talking about right now? We've got about a hundred in the uh, in the tier one business. Okay, so about a hundred employees. So when something like this happens, and you're saying the demand for water goes up, uh, you're also thinking about your own employees, making sure that their uh, job security is okay, making sure that they're staying healthy as well. Uh, what was your first message to managers and your first message to the employees of this company? 
Yeah, the the first, well, I guess back to your other question, uh, I probably articulated poorly, but we've tried to stay ahead of the governors and the president and business leaders the best we could. So with every with every plan, with every message, it was all around employee safety, uh, community safety, things like that. Um, and so we've, we've had people stay at home before it was required. We've changed a lot of policies um, in the warehousing uh, before it was required. And we've, we've really tried to go over um, and above any requirements because that is the most critical, of course. Uh, and the so so with that, we've tried to be very clear, very transparent. Um, we, we get a lot of ideas uh, from, from folks in the company as to what we should do. And and we make sure we, we meet any concerns we can the best we can. When people right now, like, like people are, they seem stuck. They seem stuck. So what are they going to do? They're going to going to go to the store and get some toilet paper and get some paper towels. They're going to get those those things that are very necessary and, and important to their lives. Now, water, obviously, is something everyone needs. Are people coming to your um, uh, your company to get those filters immediately to make sure that these water filters are good to go? Uh, what are you really seeing in terms of uh, the demand of your, your filters right now? Well, I think generally people are thinking about their health mm. and water is a big part of everyone's health. Water is, makes up the majority of our bodies, of course. And so we, we do need to take care of that and, and think carefully about that in any time, but especially at a time when we want to stay healthy. So people are, are coming to us wondering, you know, what the best solution is for them in this time and, and whether it's a drinking water system, a refrigerator water filter, a, a reverse osmosis system, whatever it is, even a whole home treatment system that they can have in their home to keep their their home, their family healthy. And in, in a situation like this, people are spending much more time at home. And so I think they're thinking about that more too. You know, even during the day, how can they make sure that all the water in their home is healthy? Is that also a main, I don't know, a main uh, importance of uh, Tier 1 is just to make sure people are healthy, make sure you're reaching out to those communities that don't have or access to, to clean sanitation? It is. Our mission from the beginning was to provide uh, access to clean water and air for any anyone in the world. So whether we can uh, provide that through our filters uh, that, that we sell um, to folks that, that have means, great. If we can make a difference in other ways, um, whether it's collaborating with, with other groups to build wells, um, you know, that's great too. So in, in the end, whether it's through our company or any company, we want to make sure uh, through tier one that we are able to provide uh, solutions and 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 healthy healthy homes healthy living uh, in today's day and age a lot of consumers are demanding businesses step up in times like these we're seeing great actions from leaders around the world uh, making ventilators making masks uh, doing things and using their employees as a new team to take on this crisis has anyone challenged you to step up as well as w- what are some of your ideas that you've had in these past couple of weeks there's a lot that we can do. Uh, you know, we're all working from, not all, but most of us are working at home, right? And so it seems in a way we, we've got some limitations, but we've got so many things we can do. We can leverage our networks, we can build, we can, we can get things done. And um, one of the needs has been to, to have uh, employees retained at their, at their businesses. This is a, a massive need, of course. So um, we've been able to do quite a bit of that. Um, through, through a business, um, AI Commerce, 
um, which is a, a company that provides uh, the ability for for businesses to to pivot to e-commerce and through uh, marketplace sales. And so that that business has uh, has able has been able to to do a lot to help companies that were selling to brick and mortar, which is not doing very well today, and able to position them in the e-commerce space, which generally is doing quite well, uh, whether it's Amazon or other channels. So that's been been one thing where we can you know, directly help people, um, you know, stay retained um, in, in employment and, and keep the economy strong too. Um, and another thing is is uh, an effort around around uh, sourcing of products that are critical right now. So doctors, healthcare professionals of all types, um, businesses that have essential workers of all types need to have access to products, um, whether it's an N95 mask, like you say, ventilator, respirator. Um, so through a lot of the relationships we've got through business with with other manufacturers and um, and you know other suppliers, healthcare professionals, we've been able to get coalitions together that that can get access to through quick, rapid production, um, some critical products for the world. Um, and, and so it's you know there's examples of a lot of businesses that that have been able to pivot very quickly. And one of our partners is an apparel business that shifted um, immediately to make um, no more apparel, but full-time on face masks. So they have you know, hundreds of employees that, that are now pivoting only to uh, providing face masks. So we work with all these types of groups and, and then we can provide those types of products to folks that are in need. Maybe expand on that just a little bit more with the conversations you're having with the apparel company, the conversations you're having with the other leaders or colleagues in your space. Is there a common goal, a common mission that everyone wants to help out and collaborate in different ways? Absolutely. I, I think there's there's a, a need, whether it's a patriotic or just um, you know caring for each other in the country, in the world. Where, where people do want to do something. Uh, if uh, Many businesses have done very well over the years and there's a feeling of, of giving back. And so if we can do something to help, that's great. Um, and there's also a lot of businesses that are struggling deeply. And so in those situations, those businesses have to think creatively and, and pivot. And if, if a pivot allows them to help others in the world, all the better. So when we're able to get a lot of these folks together to, um, to find out, uh, you know, what products do we have access to? Um, what sources um, uh, are out there that need these dramatically and quickly? Uh, how, how can we connect those dots quickly and and get people what they need, whether it's in New York City or wherever it is, wherever the need is greatest? I like that term pivot. Uh, business owners are increasingly trying to pivot when something happens like this. You mentioned digital products. You mentioned remote working. Some of the changes and pivots you've had to make as a company. Looking forward now, where do you see your company going? Where do you see the the global economy going in terms of remote work and, and online products? Mm-hmm. So again, at my core, I'm, I'm an e-commerce guy. Um, so generally in the, in the history of my, of my career, I guess, we've been working on, on disrupting supply chains and, and finding ways to do that uh, more efficiently, more effectively, and, and really being able to provide great products to customers in the way they want to buy. Um, I think we're seeing a lot of change in, in buying behavior through 
COVID-19. There was already, of course, rapid um, online adoption um, for many, many different types of product categories, B2C, even B2B. But now uh, with COVID-19, I think you're seeing a much more rapid uh, adoption rate. And there's been a step up um, in, in terms of a lot of people buying online. And you know, I think there's a lot of product categories that I'm hearing from that people did not expect they would be bought online now or anytime. And, and that's changed. I was talking to another partner that is in uh, farm equipment. And it's a great example, too, where you know, typically farmers probably aren't buying all of their parts online. They've got other means to do that. But right now, they've got to buy online. So a lot of things are, are pivoting in terms of in terms of that, and it's not just a matter of moving online. It's it's a matter of changing the supply chain, changing the solution of how people buy, changing business models and industries in terms of how they talk to customers and how they work through different things. You know, a lot of sales are solution sales um, or more complex sales, and it's hard to do things online. So there, there have to be new patterns, um, new policies, new processes that need to get put into place so people can solve problems as well remotely as they would face-to-face. So disrupting supply chains is one aspect of what you've been focusing on uh, through this e-commerce platform. Uh, You said the AI company was designed to pivot uh, companies to e-commerce as well. Now, something like this doesn't just affect uh, the United States. It affects global supply chains as well. Um, How have you seen, uh, have you experienced anything like this where uh, something affects an entire global economy? And do you have any examples of how uh, your business has been affected by uh, something that's happening around the world? Yeah, nothing this quick um, has happened in, in my lifetime. But the, I think there there probably could be some similar things that have happened. So the the uh, when people moved online and, and there was that online adoption, I think there there was a there was a recognition that that uh, supply chains could be disrupted, that thing that middlemen could be cut out, that some prices could come down in certain cases. Um, that scale could be built up with with uh, e-commerce companies that could have a superstore online and a broader selection, and that's what Amazon's done so well. Um, so some of those uh, changes are are maybe similar to what we're seeing now, but not uh, but they didn't happen nearly as quickly. Um, you know, another another change has been the the tariffs, of course, in the last few years. So the, the tariffs dramatically changed. A lot of businesses and their the way they source, the way they sell, the products that they're selling, um, and so there, there's a lot of change there that had to create a lot of quick pivots. Um, and another another change that a lot of folks have seen in the last probably five years, whether it's B two C or B two B, is a huge disruption by Chinese and other international sellers trying to sell direct through e-commerce. So again, first there was disruption on on you know U.S. sellers trying to go to e-commerce, and then there was a disruption of manufacturers wherever they were, oftentimes in China, selling direct to consumers in the U.S. So then that further disrupted the supply chain, and so what what we've seen is a lot of big companies, good companies that have multiple channels um, to, to sell through, uh, have been forced to compete with these companies that were never on their radar before. And so it's completely upended their model. And so in those cases, companies have had to figure out, okay, now do we, is it time? Do we need to go online? Do we need to compete with these other guys? 
And really, it, it seems the key to success for, for any of these companies nowadays is, yes, they do need an online presence one way or another. They, they need to have an online and an Amazon strategy. Um, Amazon has been so disruptive. So these bigger companies have to have a solid Amazon strategy. And then how do they do that? Well, and, and will they succeed? Are, are big questions. So they need to figure out differentiators that they've got. The little guys don't. They've got to figure out, do they truly have the best supply chain out there? Um, and if we're thinking about the, the small entrepreneurs that are out there, do, can they find a product where they've got a, a great differentiator, whether it's in their cost, their the IP, some, some branding that they've got on it, something that sets them apart. And if they've got that, they've got a chance. Um, if they don't have the best supply chain, it's going to be a challenge. It'll be a big challenge these days. Interesting. That's it's interesting to know because uh, we don't get to learn about e-commerce uh, businesses. You know, every every podcast, every host we have on the show, uh, rarely do we have someone uh, with uh, you know your experience. Uh, so we're happy to have you on. Um, I'm just thinking of this, like looking forward as well. Uh, you know, most CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners. You will know, we'll have a couple things written down on their desks. Now you're at home. Uh, we were talking before the show. He's like, Kev, I got a really busy week ahead. I might need to reschedule. What do you have working on? Uh, what are you working on this week? And what do you have written down on the agenda? It's it's an amazing time right now. Frankly, I've been I've been trying to focus this week on COVID nineteen support for different people. Uh, the, the last few weeks, we're we're making sure that our employees and our businesses were were stable and strong amidst countless changes uh, so we had to take care of that first and and we feel that's in in good shape and now we're thinking about okay you know how, how can we help more elsewhere so you know of course we've been doing these things in parallel but but this week I've, I'm, I'm pretty well focused on thinking about how we can make a difference in in other businesses around the world well, Jamin, we're going to need more people like you to step up as well. Um, obviously, I think someone told me this is a leadership podcast, so maybe I should ask you about some leadership questions, Jamin. How's that sound? Sure. So for leadership, what, what would you say an important quality of leadership uh, or what important quality of leadership is needed right now during this time to make sure that your business can sustain uh, this this reset? No, I, I think it's having a close relationship with employees and and understanding their needs and getting feedback from them. Mm. Uh, I, I can tell you, we've, we've always had made that a priority. We've got culture ambassadors in our company that, that provide ideas, provide feedback. Um, I sit with the group personally regularly to understand how we should run the business to more effectively, um, you know, use our core values each day and, and live our core values and to make it a better place to work all the time. So our, our culture ambassadors are phenomenal and they help with this in a, in a great way. And we've really leaned on them through this COVID-19 crisis. Uh, so we, we bring ideas to, to them and they bring ideas to, to myself and to the leadership team to make sure we're, we're, we're dotting the I's we need to through this, through this crisis. And you know, I think it's you know, people like that all throughout our companies that, um, that are able to make us successful um, as a group, successful as a group, successful in how we impact the world. Um, our company was uh, a global impact award winner from the YPO organization, at, which is an awesome honor. And it's it was uh, I, I think due to you know people in the organization that are able to 
um, take ownership of, of what we're able to do as a company and really be passionate about our, our mission. Um, and so I think for, for any company, if, if you've got a strong mission, a strong vision for how you want to impact the world and employees that can be engaged and, and really want to and are passionate about helping um, accomplish that mission, then I, I think you've got a chance to make a big difference. And, um, and maybe that's part of leadership, trying to line up some of these things so they can fit into place. But in the end, it's all the people, the team together that are delivering on those things. Jamie, you throw around the words mission, core values, um, vision as well, ownership. What are your core values? And then have you seen that your core values are increasing employee engagement and retain them longer as well? Sure. Um, our, our central core value is service. And so it's about, it's got a few components, but there's a lot to it. Um, service involves uh, servant leadership. Um, and it involves uh, serving the customer, you know, leaning over uh, um, backwards to do whatever we have to do to, to help them any given day. Um, so it, it's helping our employees, it's helping our, our um, customers through service, and then it's also serving our partners. Um, so th- this is how we, we try to live service. And then beyond that, it's serving the world in a greater good. So this is done by the products we deliver, by the services we deliver. It's also done through how we can, um, if, in the case of Tier 1 water, how we've been able to deliver wells and, and clean water to people in need and things like this. So, so in, in that way, service is critical. So that, that's, that's the central core value. Um, after that, we've got um, some other things that are important. Uh, passion, um, ownership, you know, owning it as a, as a team, uh, accelerating, um, excellence, and, uh, and so th- those are the things that really drive us as a team. And, and we reevaluate those occasionally, but uh, they've, they've stayed our core values for many, many years. Uh, driving them, uh, momentum, change. You know, I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, a lot of people right now are feeling stuck. What keeps you going, Jamin? Well, I, I think in a, in a time like this, I, this is actually what gets me going. More than a more than a standard time, uh, and that that is when there's great change or um, uh, a big big challenge that that we're dealing with. I mean, this is this uh, I, I think gets gets me going to think. Okay, how can we do more? What do we have to change immediately? Um, what can we do with our with our team to make sure this is a a long term benefit and not something that hurts us? How how can we leverage this this crisis for good? in so many ways. So how can we do that internally to strengthen our culture, to, to do a lot for our team and our employees? How can we do it uh, externally to help um, more customers? How can we do it for the world and how we give back and, and make a great impact? So, and there's, there's a lot to all of those things. Uh, impact. Yeah. It, it's a term that it's kind of loosely defined by a lot of different people. I like to think of impact as just something that transforms lives. How do you define impact? It's a great question. We just won this global impact award and it was, it was a big thing discussed there. And, and my, my thought was if we're able to, to really understand um, who we are and our assets and our capabilities, and if we can figure out, a need in the world that that really can use those, and if we can connect the dots on those two things, 
um, we can make a great impact and and change the world for the better. And through all of this, Jamin, we've talked about pivoting. We've talked about momentum, disrupting, service, passion, ownership, accelerating, and lastly, impact. Great qualities of leadership, Jamin. So to bring this full circle, what is your definition of a real leader? I think a leader is is someone that that thinks of others first. Um, I, I think servant leadership is is really um, required for someone to be a true leader. So if we are thinking of others first, uh, thinking of our employees, thinking of our customers that we're helping each day and trying to make a lasting impact on the world, I think we're a leader. Service. Bring it back to service. I love it, Jamie. Just want to appreciate you coming on uh, the Reallyers podcast today. I know it's crazy times. I know it's hectic times. So on behalf of our audience, uh, we just thank you uh, for sharing your story today uh, with all these uh, good working, humble, hardworking folks. Uh, for Jamin Arvig, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, think of others first, and always, folks, keep it real. Thanks, Jamin. Appreciate you. Kevin. Keep on keeping on, good people. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this interview today. Just want to say a quick shout out to everyone holding it down, staying inside during this pandemic, uh, and just being mindful of their space. Uh, I've had a few friends uh, pass away recently, non-COVID related, and you don't realize how much people who are barely in your lives impact you, how these guests impact you, how you impact me. So I just want to make sure you all are staying healthy, staying inside. If you have lost somebody, my heart truly does go out to you. Like I, 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 feel you and I am terribly sorry that you have to experience something similar to what I've had to experience these last few days so just want to make sure you all are keeping your head strong stay healthy and continue to shed light in someone else's life that's it for me today on this episode of the Reallyers podcast no upsell whatsoever we just want you all to have a good day and keep it real